Welcome to the Spiritual Life Management Podcast, where we help you bring balance in your life and live to your fullest potential with your host, Gretchen Smith. Welcome back to the Spiritual Life Management Podcast. So have you ever wanted to connect with your spirit guides, cultivate your intuitive gifts, and live more abundantly? I know I have. Well, on today's episode, I'm joined with an amazing certified medium and spiritual teacher that helps people connect to their intuition and spirit guides, Whitney McNeil. Whitney is a certified medium, spiritual mentor, certified Reiki master teacher, speaker, and writer. And Whitney is the owner of her six-figure business, Messenger of Spirit, and the creator of a widely popular program, Intuition Abundance Academy. Through her signature framework for intuitive languages, she helps her students understand their intuitive guidance so they can make aligned decisions towards their life purpose. She serves her community of over 30,000 spiritual ambitious individuals through her online program and weekly spiritual videos. Whitney has been a guest speaker for Amy Portfield, Lilydale, and the Illuminate Film Festival. Her writings have been published in Own Times Magazine, and she is a regular contributor for the Screw the 9 to 5. I love that, Screw the 9 to 5. She was host of the weekly Tuesday evening live radio show Spirit Talk on A1R Psychic Radio, where she gave live readings to callers worldwide. And I am honored to have her on the show today. Welcome, Whitney. Thank you, Gretchen. I'm so happy to be here. Yes, I am so happy to have you here, and we're going to talk about one of my favorite topics today, spirit guides and intuition. So I've got to ask, when did you start working with your guides? This is a great question. So I feel that I really started working with my guides when I was really young, but I didn't understand who they were and how they could help me. So to make a long story short, I actually ran away from my intuitive abilities years ago because I remember seeing one of my spirit guides sit on the edge of my bed and I freaked out and I shut the door to my intuition and I didn't pick that or didn't open the door for years, which unfortunately meant I was neglecting my intuitive guidance. I wasn't listening to my navigators who are my spirit guides. And I ended up making choices that really were not aligned with who I was, what my life purpose was. And so it finally took me to go through a health crisis to really start understanding more about my guides and to learn how to hone my intuition in a safe way. And it was so amazing that when my spirit guides stepped in, And I really started listening to their guidance, how my life got back on track. So for me, I think that was around, let's say, right before that solar return or right when it happens in astrology. So I was more so in my late 20s, early 30s. I see. And so I have to ask, how did your spirit guides help you get back on track? Oh, my goodness. I was really shutting them out because I did not know how to use my intuition and I really didn't have a mentor. So it took them 
talking to my aunt and my aunt is really spiritual. She doesn't really call them spirit guides, but she just had this strong knowing. And she said, I'm taking you to this alternative health and wellness place. And I was like, whatever. Okay. I don't know how I'm going to get there because I was really struggling. And when I went to this place, I opened up my chakras. I started to receive energy and healing and when I opened up, I was able to see the messages that my guides were giving me. And I would see symbols. I would hear, let's say, a phrase or a word. And I could feel their yeses, like the gut yeses or the gut feelings or the nose. And I would know, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do. So it was almost like I had this block around me energetically. And when I lifted that, I was able to then hear, see, feel, and know the answers that would come in from my guides. And with that, it was very clear, I needed to change my job, I needed to get back on path, and I needed to help others and understanding how they can connect to their intuition and their spirit guides. And with that, I said, hey, all right, I really need your help. Please create opportunities for me and give me really clear yeses or nos, or please direct me to meet the right people to make this happen. And when I started really communicating with them, I had those opportunities kind of fall into my lap. And so I would be drawn to the right, let's say, Reiki clinic where I learned how to do Reiki. And then I was led to the right mentor to help me harness my own intuition. And when I, it was time to start my own business, they were really clear in this is who you need to connect with. And then when it was time to quit my full-time job because I had started my business, it was the clearest way that they gave me the message. And you can get your messages through sight, through sound, through feeling, or in your body. And I literally, Gretchen, left my job. I just got up and walked out, which <laughs> I would never do. I'm a sensitive person. I, I'm a responsible person. You know, I would have given two weeks notice and I just left. <laughs> right. And what was really wonderful was that was my spirit guides because I had really asked them for when I needed to do this. And the beautiful thing about it was the company said, okay, can you work from home for the rest of the year? And seemingly overnight, I'd say in the next couple days, my part-time business I had started went full-time. I started getting way more requests. And that's why it's so important to listen to your guides because sometimes it doesn't make logical sense, but right. they are the navigators and they can see what's coming. And so those are just some of the stories that have happened with my guides. And I'm so very happy that they are always with us. They're always supporting us. And even when we get off our path, we can get back on it. Right. Wow. You unpacked a lot there. And I, I have did, so didn't I? many questions. <laughs> so for people that might be listening that aren't as familiar with spirit guides and intuition, can you share with us, um, do we have one spirit guide? Do we have several? And do they change throughout our life? Can you shed any light on that? Absolutely. So I want to start off with saying every single person is intuitive. And those out there listening that might feel like they're not, they are. It's just 
learning your intuitive language, meaning how spirit speaks to you. And a lot of times the people out there that feel like they don't think they're intuitive, oftentimes they are what I call a channeler, that they are so connected to spirit, they don't even know because they're expecting it to come through a sight or what they hear or feeling, when in fact, it's either just a knowing or their body takes action. So they're usually the action takers. They find themselves in great places, like at the right time, they say great things like advice. And they're like, how did I even say that? What did I even say? What came out of my mouth? So we just need to know how we connect with spirit. And every single person has spirit guides. When we start communicating with our spirit guides, that's when the relationship really starts to become tighter, like a tighter bond. And I say, just as in every relationship that one has on the earth plane, we have to communicate. We can't assume that they know what's good for us and what's not good for us. We really need to have that two-way communication. So when we start to just have that awareness and excitement to connect with our guides, they start communicating with us even more. And so we generally have two to three personal guides. And our personal guides guide us, teach us, and protect us. So we actually have a protector guide that helps us, protects us from energy and protects us from things on the earth plane. We have teacher guides that help guide us to teachers, literally on the earth plane, or help us with situations that we need to learn a lesson from, or that can take us on astral travels. And then we also have a guide that kind of guides us as far as navigating our path. And our personal guides, most of the time, Gretchen, don't change. They can change in, let's say, I'd say rare instances, but most of the time they stay with us. But there are other guides that you can attract that may change. So for instance, if you are starting a business and you need a guide to help you with that or to help you with marketing or to help you with creativity, one of those guides may come in for a small period of time and leave. One may stay with you as long as you have the business. The same applies in other areas too, such as mediums. Mediums can attract guides that may stay or leave depending on how often you're working with them. But our personal guides are kind of our day in and day out helpers. Okay, perfect. So we all have these guides and you said it's really important that we communicate with them. And I'm assuming that's like an everyday conversation. Mm Mm-hmm. Is there a length of time we should talk with them? What do you recommend that we say? Well, I think that as long as you want to talk with them, that's that's up to you. Like as far as if you want to spend 30 minutes, you can. But what I tell everybody that learns from me is I'll say five to 15 minutes each day. And I'll say, is that doable? <laughs> Most people are like, yeah, I can do that. Because I think there's this misconception out there that you know, we have to meditate for hours before we receive messages from our spirit guides. And that's really not the case. I really believe in integrating, connecting with your spirit guides on a day-to-day basis to make it part of your habit, to make it part of your routine. 
And also to make it five to 15 minutes so I know you'll do it. Because if I tell anyone that works with me, hey, go do this for two hours, they're going to be like, I can't do that every day. (laughs) So the more we can integrate it in a small amount of time, it's creating that consistency, creating that connection and relationship. And I will say in your meetings, because I always tell my students, I'll say, let's do your daily meeting with your guides. What you can say is, first of all, like welcome them, right? We always want to be welcomed. Anybody, any human wants to be welcomed. So it's nice to welcome our spirit guides. And then I like to thank them. Thank you for being here. I really appreciate X, Y, Z. Or thank you for giving me that intuitive hunch. So once we're thanking our spirit guides and we're just appreciating them, it's really great to ask them help for help of what you need. Hey, could you please help me with this? hey, could you please help me with this? Or I would really like some insight about this decision I'm making. Could you please show me the options around if I choose this? Could you please show me the energy around this option if I choose this? And when you are done asking them, clear your mind and just let the messages come in. And that's why it's so important to learn your intuitive language because your spirit guides might give those messages to you in several different ways. Sometimes we think that our guides only communicate with us through sight or through sound or through feeling or knowing, but it can be a mixture of all the above. So really just that consistency in developing with your spirit team can be so very helpful so that you are on the same page and they know what they can help you with. And I've got to share this story, Gretchen. I was so loving connecting with my guides. But when I really decided to start my own business, I remember getting a reading from someone. And actually, he was my mentor. 100% I believed he could connect to spirit. And when I was having this reading, he told me that I was going to be working for someone else. And I was repulsed because I had all these plans and excitement about having my own business. I thought, no, this is not what my life is going to be. It's not what I'm planning, what's going on. And I finally had the aha moment of, uh uh-oh, I haven't been actually talking to my spirit guides and telling them what I'm going to do. And it's similar to if you had an assistant day in and day out, and you never asked your assistant for anything, but your assistant was trying to help you. Well, I don't know, but because of all the decisions you've made in the past, you know, here's your coffee. I think you like it like this. Let me try to, you know, do this for you. And you would maybe appreciate it, but it might not be exactly what you needed in the time. So if you started to connect and talk to your assistant, one, they would be so happy that you now have a relationship where you're communicating and you're not ignoring them. And also you can be on the same page and work to the common goal. And they really help you co-create what it is that you're manifesting. I love that. I I just kind of had an aha moment when you were speaking because I have never thought about utilizing my spirit guides in a way of asking them about if I take this path, what will it look like? Different options that I have and maybe what the outcomes may be. So that is a great inside tip. 
Yeah, I really think that we kind of just need to ask those better questions because sometimes as humans, we get caught up in saying, is this the right path? You know, yes or no. And sometimes when we don't get a yes or no, we think, well, are our spirit guides sleeping? Like what's going on? (laughs) Or we think we've done something wrong when in fact, spirit is saying, hey, this is your choice. And there's no right or wrong in this case, but we can tell you what will happen if you choose A or B, and then it's up to you. And oftentimes our spirit guides are waiting for us to make our decision, and then they just bring out the safety net. It reminds me of the Indiana Jones movie where it's a leap of faith. You don't see the net and you just step out on the ledge. Then your spirit guides say, okay, well, here's the path. Here it is now that you've made your choice. And when we don't make choices, we often block the energy that's available to us because we'll sit in stagnation waiting for an answer. When our guides are saying, if we gave you the answers for everything, you would learn nothing. So we're trying to make sure that we give you the insights and we'll let you know if it's a firm no or a firm yes. But in those in-between moments, it's your decision. And what's great is that we have these guides to help navigate. Even though we're in the driver's seat, we have extra information available to us. And all we really have to do is ask. Right, right. And the other point that you made that was very helpful is that once we ask a question, we need to basically listen or we need to wait for guidance. where often I know I will just speak to my team and then plow straight ahead. (laughs) (laughs) But that's kind of my personality. (laughs) I get it. A hundred percent. We're action takers. We're ambitious. We have other things to do. So when I say to do your daily meetings, because communication is a two-way street, right? We get to say what it is that we need to say but we have to let them actually talk back to us. (laughs) Right. When we have those meetings, I will tell the spiritual and ambitious person, hey, plan this at a time where you can relax. So sometimes people like to do this when they wake up, before coffee, after coffee, when they're having coffee, or right before they start their workday. However, that might not work for you. If you're just waking up with all kinds of zestful energy, you might not really be in the place to just want to sit there and receive. So I'll say to people in that that boat, I'll say, all right, why don't you do this right before you go to bed or in the evening time when you can kind of tone it down a little bit? Because we truly do need to be in a place where we can just receive. And oftentimes, Gretchen, we end up just thinking about all the things that we have to do that day. Like, hey, I'm going to go ahead and meet this person and this person. And even if we try to make time to receive, we'll just feel like, oh my gosh, a thought came in about how I have to go pick up the dry cleaning or, oh my gosh, I've got to you know, connect with this client. So it kind of gets in the way. So really finding a consistent time in the day that works for each person's schedule is going to be important too, because if we're trying to put it right in the middle of a, a heavy day, then most of the time, that person's not going to get the results or the answers that they're hoping to get to. Now, if it's really important, though, our guides will make sure we get it. But I'm just talking about the daily to daily kind of stuff. 
Right, right. And Whitney, we're, we're all very different and we all receive messages differently. Can you touch upon how we may receive a message and some of the different, like we may be clairvoyant or we may be, you know, clairaudient? Absolutely. So I have a little different take on these four, I call them intuitive languages. So I will say one way is seeing, and this is predominantly what we will view in movies and what we've heard, someone seeing spirit. Some people are really excited about opening this and some people are really hesitant and fearful about seeing spirit. And the great news is when you're working with your spirit guides, and you're understanding how to do that, you can work with them in a way where they're not going to give you more than you're ready for. So I didn't understand that when I was younger, but now when I work with people, I'll tell them how to do that in a way where they're not running for the hills. So with really getting messages through sight, it's not always I'm seeing a spirit person. So let's say you're asking a question such as, you know, if I do X, Y, Z, will this be for my highest good? Well, if you are someone that receives messages through sight, which I call a seer, so I'll say my seers who are in my program, then you might see a green light or you might see a yes, or you might see a vision of you doing the thing and the outcome of it. You might see a person's face And this can be in your mind where let's say your imagination channel is, or you could also kind of see this with your eyes open as well. But most people see it as the, I would say, third eye area. So knowing that it can come in in a couple different ways and spirit can also give you messages through spirit symbols too. So you may see, let's say, a message and not quite understand what it means, but a symbol that spirit will send you is packed with information. So for an example, I saw an upside down ice cream cone and this, it was this interesting symbol. So if you've ever been to the boardwalk or game rooms where you see those machines that go down and grab grab a stuffed animal, right? well, I saw this machine with ice cream cones and they were dropping it. And I asked Spirit, what does this mean? And the message was, drop the dairy. I thought, oh, I get that now. I get it. Okay. So sometimes people will see things and they get really confused as to what it is. And I call it Spirit shorthand. So really knowing that they can communicate with you that way. Then I have people who will hear Spirit messages and I call these people owls. And so you may hear with your own inner reading voice, and that's where a lot of people get confused and need a little bit more support and to determine, is this me making it up or is this my spirit guide talking? Or you can actually hear your guides as like a person you would hear somewhere in the other room, or you can feel a message. And I call these people who feel empaths. Mm -hmm. So you can feel a yes or no in your gut. You can also feel sensations like hot or cold, maybe a tap on the right side for a yes, maybe a tap on the left side for a no. You can feel the sensations. And then people who I call channelers, they will get their messages through knowing or through their body. And so for knowing, it's I know for a fact what this is. And oftentimes they're just action takers. They take action on the knowing. And then about five to 10 minutes of taking action, they're like, what in the heck am I doing? Like, I didn't, like, 
where, why am I doing this? <laughs> and it's because they're so connected in with spirit. And so is their body. So a lot of times the body will be heavy if it's something that is not exciting in alignment with their path or their body can be very light and, and be very energized if it is something in alignment with their path. Right. So there's several different ways that we can get messages. And that's, that's good to know, because I would assume that, well, you may have a strength in one particular area, at least for myself. I feel like there are times where I I can feel things in many different areas. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I call this their energetic makeup. It's like everyone has their own unique recipe. So you'll find that some people will only be channelers and some people may only be empaths, or you might have two of the languages, or you might have three or four. But what's really interesting is even if you feel like you have a strength now, which normally if we have a strength and we're just kind of built energetically that way, then we'll keep that for a while. But as we go through life, we change and we grow, we go through healing, we go through different cycles of life, our intuitive languages might change. So that's why I feel it's really important to listen to all of them because of what you just said. Sometimes you just are feeling all the different messages and spirit can give you a message through sight and then you'll hear it and then you'll feel it and then you'll know the next the next step. So really knowing that spirit will give you the message and the path of least resistance. So if you're in a place where you're thinking, thinking, thinking all the time, then they may give you the message through feeling or knowing. If you're in a place where let's say that you're just so tired and your body is just kind of exhausted, maybe they give you the message through sight and your messages can just change. So absolutely. And one of the ways too, that you can kind of just do a check of hey, what do I think my intuitive language is, is how you take in information from the world. So if you're someone who is a visual learner, most likely you have a seer intuitive language. If you are an audio learner, most likely, then you have the owl as a language. And if you're someone that really likes experience or you want to skip the directions and just do it, (laughs) you might be an empath or a jailer. Uh huh. Yeah, those are all really great tips. And I have to say, before I knew that I was going to be interviewing you, I was kind of dabbling around in this area. And then I went to your website when I knew you were coming on the show, and I found your quiz. Yay. Yay. So you have a quiz on your website, and it's amazing. So if anybody is questioning, you know, where their strengths might be, I would highly recommend going to the quiz. So Of course, I thought it would be fun to take the quiz. And, you know, this was really interesting to me because it didn't turn out the way that I thought. I always thought I was one way Mm -hmm. and I, and I was very strong in another area. I could tell I was picking the same type of questions and they were seer. Oh, fun. What did you think you were going to be? Well, I always thought I was uh, maybe more of an empath. Mm-hmm. Like more I could feel I just and or I had a knowing. Yeah, so I was really surprised, but it makes a lot of sense because when I think about doing anything, when I think of anything, it's always visual. Yes. I do things visually. And I was having a conversation with my husband the other day and I said something to him about, Well, you know how you get to such and such. And he's like, No. And I said, well, just picture this. 
And he just was looking at me like a deer in headlights. And I said, I picture everything. If I'm going to the store, I can picture everything I'm going to do on my way to the store and through the store in about two seconds. And then he looked at me like, that's really weird. Like, you're weird, Gretchen. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know if everyone does that or not, but I learned I'm very visual. Absolutely. I love that you learned that about yourself. It sounds like you have both languages, but it's really interesting that now it's like, oh, wait a minute, this is probably my primary one. And I have found that seers do picture things. So whenever I've taught classes and if I say, let's visualize something, the seers have no problem visualizing. If the person is a channeler and does not have the seer intuitive language, they will say to me, I can't visualize anything. Or if they listen to my guided meditations, Whitney, what's wrong with me? I can't do anything in these guided meditations. Like I can't see what you're saying. So it's really interesting. And no, so no, not everyone has that. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's just very helpful. So again, take the quiz, find out what you are, and then remember that you can also utilize all these other gifts as well. So your messages may not always come in the same way. Yes. It's so important to learn the different ways of how spirit can communicate with you. And then knowing, wait a minute, maybe I'm blocking a different way. And sometimes people will think to themselves, you know, I am more visual, but I'm not getting messages through my intuition. What's up with that? And it could be that there's such a fear of seeing spirit that spirit is saying, you know what, we're going to reroute the messages to you through feeling or through hearing or through knowing. So it's really a beautiful connection to understand how our guides can come through. And it's really great that they know our energy system so well, too. They are going to give us those messages in the fastest and the easiest way possible. And usually it's how we're naturally geared. All right. So if someone is not a seer and maybe they're more of an owl or another gift, how do they know if what they're hearing is a message or not? Is there any way to discern the difference? It's a great question. So the first thing that I will tell anybody that's really wanting to know the the message is to set aside those five to 15 minutes where you're saying, this is my sacred time. This is my space. And through that time, when you're ready to receive is to clear your mind. And when your mind is clear, there's absolutely no way that it can be made up. So when you're clearing the mind, you are just truly purely receiving what is coming through from spirit. What's interesting is A lot of times we think that our messages are going to be like, boom, there it is, you know, like, oh, yeah, there's that message. When in fact, spirit often communicates very subtly, like very lightly. It reminds me of spirit whispering to us in a way. And it's mainly because most of us aren't taught at an early age, this is your intuition. And then this is, you know, a tangible item. We are taught to pay attention to the items and the objects and the people in front of us, but not really the space in between, not the energy. So when we start to develop, it's going to take consistency. So one, clear your mind and two, do this each day. And the more that you do this each day, one is you're going to recognize what I call the energy signature of the message. It is lighter. It's often faster. 
it comes in so fast. It doesn't, it's like our mind doesn't even have time to make it up because it comes in so fast. So it's different for each intuitive language. And I love to use the example as the owl. So let's say that you're asking a question to your guides and you've cleared your mind. And I'm happy to share some quick tips to clear your mind too. But when we clear your mind or you clear your mind, when the message comes in, if it comes in through your inner reading voice, one of the ways to know if it is from spirit or from your own mind is that the answer comes in faster than you even have time to ask the question. You can tell when your brain is trying to formulate the question and then your mouth is moving, <laughs> but spirit already picks up energetically on what the question is. So we have the physical body that's a lot slower and we have our spiritual body that's a lot faster. So our spirit guides go, oh yeah, I know what you're going to ask. Do, 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 do. Here's the answer. And the faster it comes in, we know that that's from spirit. As the seer, when the seer sees things, the cl clearing their mind, oftentimes when we get the message, it is fast. And so we're looking for something. We want it to look like the imagination. Or if I say picture a cat in your mind, you know, we think it's going to be really vivid. When in fact, again, it comes in really fast and leaves. When we start to become more aware of those subtle energies, knowing that that's from spirit, the more, I'll say the faster it comes in and almost the more subtle it comes in in the beginning is going to be from spirit. So clearing your mind and consistency, and when you're consistent, you will start to trust those messages and build that energy signature to become, let's say, more pronounced. And when you're experiencing it through sight, sound, feeling, and knowing, you will know, feel, see, or hear the difference. Now, as far as clearing the mind, nothing can, let's say you're not blocking anything if your mind's clear. One of my favorite ways to clear your mind is the chalkboard technique. So imagine that all the thoughts are on the chalkboard or the dry erase board, and then literally move your hand and visualize you erasing all those things. And you, you can even take your arm and move it up and down. You can hear the eraser on the board and intend that when that's complete, your mind is clear. And that's one of the ways because you're moving your body, you're feeling the eraser in your hand, you're seeing and you're hearing the noise that really helps to clear your mind in any intuitive language type that a person does have. And the more that they allow themselves this time, the more that they'll see, hear, or feel and know their messages more clearly. That's a great tip. And I've never heard that tip before. I love that. I'm going to use that from Oh, now please on. do. Absolutely. Yeah. There's so many other fun ones that I like to share, but I love this chalkboard technique. It's one of my favorites. And also I hear my students love that one too. Yeah. So a while back, you mentioned that we can have stuck energy or we can have energy blocks. Mm -hmm. How can we move the energy and what type of things block our energy? That's a great question. There can be so many different things that we don't even know. It can be fear. Fear is a big one that I'll see with communicating with spirit. There can also just be resistance in really having this ability. It can be 
do I even have it? You know, what will people think of me if I have this ability or I use it? What if I'm really right? You know, and it's almost a fear of stepping into their own power. So ego, fear, those are the main two that I see. But even anger could be one or deep grief and sadness can be blocks as well. And so when we are having these blocks, it can have this barrier around us to where it feels a little bit foggier to connect connect with our spirit guides. So in those moments where we just go through life, right, we can really talk to our spirit guides and just ask for their support and ask for them to show us that they're here. And oftentimes, Gretchen, they'll show us through number patterns. They'll show us through, let's say, an animal. Let's see that a, a bird keeps coming up into your awareness over and over. Or for me lately, I'm seeing 444. As I look at the time right now, it's 244. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's my pattern. But when we have these blocks, know that your spirit guides are still listening and they've not abandoned you. It's just your energy needs to be shifted. So there's a couple of things you can do. One, ask your spirit guides for help. Ask them for awareness. Ask them to help guide you to a modality or to a release, to a person even, to help you release the block. You can ask them what you need to do. One of the things that I just did because I felt like there was some sort of block coming up for me is I went on an astral travel. So right before I go to sleep, I'll ask my teacher guide, hey, can you take me on an astral visit so we can really kind of understand what's going on in this block? And sometimes we don't even need to know what it is, where it came from, how it was created. Sometimes a release is just crying, just literally crying to release. Some of it is to moving your energy, doing breath work. Another great one is to go out in nature and go on a walk and move your body. And this one is kind of funny, but literally just putting on music and just dancing to it can be a great way to release your block because this is going to be especially helpful with a channeler. Your blockage could be in your energy, but your physical body can work and help to move it and release it. And so we need to move our body in order to do that. But if someone's like, I can't move my body right now, maybe they're in a healing place where they're not able to do that. Really just sit with where do you feel the block in your body? And maybe they say, well, I don't know any. Okay. What do you feel? What do you feel it is? Does this blockage have a shape? Does this blockage have a color? Does this blockage have a sound or what's the texture? And it just brings more identity to the blockage. And you don't have to logically, you know, deduce, well, why is it blue or why is it red? It's just what it is. And when you start understanding, okay, well, I thought it was this yellow circle. I don't know why, but I think it's a yellow circle. What you can then do is visualize that yellow circle and send healing to it. And just allowing yourself to visualize yourself healing. You can hear the healing and say, I heal this yellow circle. And you can feel, you can know it's there. And then just take notice of how that yellow circle has changed. Maybe it turns into a light, let's say lighter circle. Maybe it just disappears. And basically, we're just taking a block that we don't understand where it came from. We're giving it identity and we're sending healing to this. And it makes it easier for us to direct that healing focus. 
And that's one of the ways. It's a really easy way. And sometimes our brains go, why are we doing this? But hopefully um, understanding that we're just simply giving an identity can be so helpful. Because sometimes when we don't, we we kind of are going, I don't understand like how to get rid of this thing. Right. <laughs> and it's easier when it's right kind of in front of us. Yes. Whitney, those are some amazing tips. I really appreciate you sharing those with us. Absolutely. Thank you. So you're truly an expert in the field. I mean, you've provided such great information on this topic. I also know that you have some wonderful courses. Would you mind sharing a little bit about the courses that you offer? Yeah, absolutely. So my main course that we have is for intuitive languages, where I really help spiritual and ambitious souls understand their intuitive language and clearly communicate and understand the messages that your spirit guides are sending. And I also have a free spirit guide masterclass to help people really understand the five key steps in communicating with our guides and also avoiding the five biggest mistakes that I see too. And we can offer this class to, I think you'll probably do it in show notes, but it's, yes, it's messengerspirit.com forward slash free class. Yes. Again, if I cut you off there, it's messengerofspirit.com. Absolutely. And the, the um, free class is messengerofspirit.com forward slash free class too, in case it's not on the website. Sure. Wow. Those sound amazing. So before we actually started recording, we were chit-chatting about how we can use spirit in all different aspects of life. And I just want to kind of go back to that because sometimes people are like, oh yeah, I want to connect with my spirit, spirit guides. It will be so fun and I want to better use my intuition. But just kind of as a reminder, we can use these tools to up-level everything that we do in all aspects of our life. Oh yeah, absolutely. Business, life, relationships, abundance, and they're here to help us, to help us spiritually grow, to learn lessons, but also to live the best life possible. They are here to help us align with our life purpose and to find more joy. And it's such a huge asset when we start to really understand we were born with intuition. We just need to learn how to speak that intuitive language. And sometimes when people feel off their path, it's almost like the spiritual management part of their life might just kind of go by the wayside. When in fact, I feel like that's really when we need to lean into it because our spirit guides are always interested in the best possible outcome for us. And they're always conspiring in our favor and every area. Sometimes we think, well, what about money? Like that's probably something our spirit guides aren't interested in. Well, they're interested in your joy and how you're getting that money. <laughs> and so when we're able to, to really feel and walk in purpose, and a lot of people are living their purpose through their career, that really, you can see the result and that financial abundance, but they are interested in our spiritual abundance and our abundance in general. So absolutely. And I hope everyone works with their spirit guides daily to ask questions about all these different areas of their life. Yes, exactly. So Whitney, where can we connect with you? 
You can find me over on Instagram at Messenger of Spirit or my website, messengerofspirit.com. Yes. And you also have an amazing podcast as well. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yes. It's spiritual, spiritual and ambitious. I love podcasts and I love podcasting. So thank you for that shout out. Absolutely. Well, I again want to thank you so much for being on the show today. It was a real joy and I just I, I gained a lot of information myself from you today and I know the listeners did as well. So thank you so much, Whitney. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Spiritual Life Management Podcast. I really appreciate you for tuning in today. Hey, if you found value in this episode, Please like, subscribe, and share so that we can reach more listeners. Additionally, if you'd like to connect with me, your host, Gretchen Smith, you can reach me at GretchenSmithCoaching at gmail.com or connect with me on Instagram at GretchenSmithCoaching. I hope you have a lovely day and namaste.